Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's going on, everyone? Casey Adams here from Build Your Empire. Welcome to the Build Your Empire podcast. And today we have Mark Brazil and Jeff Cole with us today. They're the leading canvas art company in the world, and we're about to have an iconic interview. Appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah. Thank you, man. Of course. So first thing, to kind of start things off, I know that we've we connected for the last couple months and you hooked up the Village Empire House with the Iconic Art, but for everyone that may not know what Iconic is and how long you guys have been doing it for, I just want to speed them up and kind of get them to where we are today. Cool. So I guess, long story short, it is a, it's a direct-to-consumer business, affordable art from $50 to $700. Uh, Jeff, his name is Cole on Instagram, is the predominant artist. Uh, Muhammad Ali license, NBA license, some other licenses, some new designers are coming on board. And uh, yeah, we, we basically created uh, a new market with social media as the distribution channel to really offer affordable art to the world. Yep. That's what's up. So from from the partnership angle, you guys, for everyone watching, did you guys partner on this from the start? Have you guys always been together on this or how did that sort of formulate? Uh, Yeah, we've been working with each other for like, I think nine years now and um, always kind of were the number two or threes at companies. Um, Me and Mark really never had the say on, you know, the final decision. So, you know, one day, I think 2016 San Diego, we... uh, it's like fuck it let's start our own company and we just made a name made a concept um which we can go into in a little bit um, yeah. but yeah that's when iconic was born that's so, so you said 2016 2016 yeah this was actually yeah. this was actually an office for another company okay. and in 2016 we were working early mornings late nights um bartering posts on big instagram accounts yep. and making a couple grand here and there and then early 2017 February 27th, the exact date, I'll always remember it. We went from Squarespace to Shopify, we started doing ads, and then March, six figures, and then it was basically off to the races. Yeah, and we actually insane. did our first $2 million in top line revenue as a side hustle. That's so it wild. was, this was an office for another company. Yeah. And we would wake up early and work on it, and then the other guy would leave, and then we'd work all night on it. That's wild. It's wild. So 20, 2016, you guys started, and now like catching people up to date, you guys just partnered with um, Scooter Braun and Gary V. I just want to kind of get them up to date because I know like I saw that article come out with everything that was super like big news for you guys. So what what goes on with that and the partnership and what are you guys excited about with that? Um, well, we're starting a uh, signature collection with Gary, um, which is going to be awesome. And with Scooter, 
we uh Scooter is just really I mean I would say both of them you know above all they're really good humans yeah. good businessmen good humans uh, good family men and um, you know above all they're mentoring us which is great because yep. you know from an experience standpoint these guys are you know a bit older than us mm-hmm. and then just you know we're doing a signature line with Gary uh, strategic partnerships licenses I mean there was actually you know we were in talks with with both of them for a bit and ironically enough people you know some of my even my friends you know would be like hey you know why don't you make this move and we actually yeah. waited to make the move until yeah. they came in because we weren't going to go okay. to the war with the knife we were waiting for the fucking bazooka guns yeah, yeah. We, we literally handpicked them to to be partners with us like we um in 2016 is when i first started watching gary and that's when i started actually actually giving a shit about business yeah um, and so we just watched Gary religiously for like two years and like we always kind of knew like okay we're definitely gonna end up asking him to somehow be a part of it and it just all worked out you know perfectly we were very patient um, yeah now we're here that's what's up yep. so so with that you said you started watching Gary when you first sort of got turned on to him in the sense of like you knew who he is mm-hmm. when that first came about in your guys's mind like how early was that in his career or was it literally like two years ago you figured out who he was as an individual oh, it was late man We've been, we've been watching him probably, I'd say, two years. Yeah, like every day okay. for like two years. Yeah. Okay. That's we, we literally started watching, and I, I think we were just hooked immediately. And yeah. now um, we just we consume everything. Yep. And ironically enough, our video guy, Austin, you know, we were in here. Uh, he came in, and Gary was actually on the TV. And immediately when he came in, he was drawn to it. And he's like, oh, I love Gary. Yeah. And now it's like, it's so funny because just like the common DNA of the whole company, yep. everyone's a fan of Gary. So, so it just made sense. It all makes sense. Yeah. That's dope. So, so with, with the entire social media, just when it comes to the, the main advertising route that you guys are doing, mm-hmm. when you guys first launched it, was social media always like primary focus day one? Or what was like the strategy to like create revenue and sales? Or was it always... Oh, there was so there was no strategy in the beginning. So this yeah. was um, literally Jeff was an artist, and we started drop shipping art, and we okay. owned these big accounts, and it literally on Instagram, on Instagram, okay. Instagram only. Uh, we didn't even have a Facebook page till probably. We didn't have a website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were using uh, someone else's site. To yeah, launch was... our first. It was funny because like the first night, like I think we made the logo, name, concept all in one night, and the first piece in one night. And when we launched it, I think we sold 12 in the first hour, and we were, like, freaking out. Okay. Like, freaking out. We actually needed, um, I remember for Squarespace, you yeah. needed to give a, a tax ID, an EIN number, yep. and we didn't have a company. So we used my personal LLC, okay. and the company, like, went off, and, like, me and Jeff weren't even technically partners till like, deep in the game, because okay. shit just, it just started going. It was, it was something yeah. that, um, you know, what I love about e-commerce businesses is... You know, I come from a retail background where, you know, you wholesale goods yep. and there's, you know, you can consign goods where basically you give goods for free and until they sell it, you get paid. And then there's stuff like net terms, like net 30, net 60, net 90, you get paid in 30 days, 60 days, 90 yep. days. E-commerce, you get the sale, the shit comes right in. Yep. So for us, when we were making these sales, it was like the most mind blowing yeah, shit because yeah. it was like, oh my God, the money is coming in. So, I mean, we had zero funding. And it was fast. Like me and him came from a background where I had to produce a tech pack and then send it to China, and then I had to wait three weeks to get a sample. And okay. then if something was wrong, even like a couple millimeters on some piece, I had to redo it. Yeah. Go back at it. So this was a way for me to create something, put it out within like thirty minutes, and now money was going to the bank account, and we were getting That's feedback that. from dist- we were getting, you know, it was tr- instant distribution, instant yep. sales, instant. Um, 
just feedback from the market, yep. which was a huge advantage for us. Yeah, that's what's up. So, yeah, damn, that's fucking crazy. So you guys start this thing. It's not even like organized potentially. You're, you're creating all the designs for every piece at yep. the beginning and still do, correct? Mainly, like probably like 90%. Okay, dope. It, it, was, it was in the beginning. It was so crazy because how far – we were probably – it got to a point that we had so many orders and we were paying his 16-year-old brother a quarter to process each order and then he was giving him sneakers. Okay. And we got his, his stepsister and then it got to a point where me and Jeff were behind like three weeks on orders and I remember like late at night, it'd be like 11 o'clock at night, like Jeff would take an hour and he'd put in the orders and then he'd be tired and be like, yo, Mark, you, you do it for an hour yeah, yeah. and then he would do it for an hour. And it would be literally... We, we race each other. He'd be like, I did it one yeah. minute 30. I'm like, oh, like... <laughs> Yeah. Whatever, who cares? And then we like, yeah, we, we would have race on like who could process orders yeah, yeah. faster. It was, I think, you know, the fact that you know now you know the company has become a legitimate company. Yeah. Like we literally were the janitor. We did. We processed the orders. Yeah. I dealt with all the customers in the beginning. So anytime there was an issue with anything, I knew what all the questions were. The yeah. sizing, you know, what wrap. We don't ship the PO box. Let's just. Everything. Yep. I think that if anybody's going to start a business, you need to have a you know at minimum a basic understanding of every element of the company. And we were the whole company, just yeah, me yeah. and him. So we had no That's choice sick. but to do it. Yeah, he was the customer service for the first, I think, two million. It was just him. <laughs> Everyone was. Wow. Calling. I, I was mad because half of the day was just his phone would be ringing and just customers. They call my cell phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! Call my cell phone. Just take every phone. Like yeah, and then Jeff would be like, "This is so inefficient." <laughs> But he kind of gets be, off by that. Like he yeah. gets off on the customer service, yeah, yeah. like take trying to get someone who hates us to then like love, love us and then buy That's more. Great. So that was actually fun to see. Like yeah. So yeah, we yeah. I feel like you guys still do that too because I know like when you put out the piece of content, you call that customer. Oh, yeah. Like so, customer service wise, like to this day when you operate like culture inside the company, like mm -hmm. what is your I would say like route to good customer service when it comes to just, like managing clientele and people that are, love your products. Customers always right. I really think it's that simple and kind of like what we spoke about briefly before you know people underestimate that the most cost effective marketing is word of mouth yep. so if I talk to a customer and I champion that customer and it's like hey I am the owner of the company you're talking to me like what's up man like, yeah. you know well, and when you get that then it spreads yep. and it goes one to two to four to eight to sixteen to thirteen and then boom 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 yep. it just keeps going and that was what it was and that's all it is, is the customer is always right. And, you know, Jeff kind of said it, you know, it would be rarely people would come, come at us like crazy, but when they would, I would just, just they're right. Yeah, so yeah. Um, definitely learn some patience. There. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So when was the, I would say that the pivot point from like, you guys are doing all the orders, you guys are racing mm -hmm. back and forth, processing everything to now it's like you said, legitimate company, you have big people, Gary Vee, Scooter Brown involved. Yeah. When was the pivot point of like, organization and like systematizing everything well i had a previous relationship with our our vendor so like mark just one day was like fuck it like i need to call them mm -hmm. so he called them and he hopped on a flight and the next day they thought he was absolutely insane um and he came back with the with the w which was i think that was the day <laughs> okay. where i was like all right we can breathe a little bit yeah like telling my family like oh now we have people doing the orders for us like okay we can kind of focus on what we we're you know what we we're meant to be focusing on that's when we shift, shifted from, you know, a lot of these companies, you know, e-commerce companies, you know, kind of like the Alibaba companies. Yeah. It's almost like white label. There's, there's no branding associated. Yeah. That's when I went and we started developing a relationship where it's like, hey, 
We want to be a forward-facing company. It's branded iconic. You know, there's notes of iconic that comes, yeah. iconic emails. Yep. I mean, we were shop iconic at Gmail for so long. Okay. You know, that was me. So, yeah, um, yeah I think just forward-facing, kind of cleaning up, and yep. then, you know, one by one, just bringing on people. Um, you know, for us, we've never been a part of big organizations. We've probably been, you know, part of teams like four to ten. Okay. And I think me and Jeff... You know, I'm very blessed that me and Jeff share the same ideologies and just for us it's just so blatantly obvious about who we wanted to bring on the team, what type of people. Yep. And I don't I don't really think the company really started until we started building the team. Because okay. then it became like a real thing. Yeah. And once we started building the team, that's when it started getting more fun because then we could share it with people. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. when did you guys meet each other? Like how did that sort of come together? I met Jeff uh, through a mutual friend, her name's Amy, and uh, she connected us, I don't know, probably eight, nine years ago, oh, yeah. and literally Jeff did contracted work for me for years. We talked okay. every day on Gmail chat, and yeah, I brought him into a couple companies, he ended up moving out to, to California for this hack company, and just ultra talented, ultra fast, good, I mean, I can just go yeah. on and on about him, and I just... I always, I was, we were in three situations in a row where it was just blatantly obvious that Jeff was just nasty with it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if they just <laughs> didn't, that. if <laughs> they just didn't see it or I don't know what the hell they were doing, yeah. but I saw it. So, you know, for us, when we started doing this on the side, when you look at a typical, you know, a businessman versus an artist relationship, mm -hmm. usually like the businessman owns it and then the artist gets a little bit or like. An artist relationship with a manager. The artist yeah. owns it and then the management gets 20. I knew right away with Jeff that I was like, hey man, you know, it was kind of like an us against the world thing. I was like, fuck it, bro. Let's just, yeah. you know, be partners on it. And I knew that, you know, when I said that to him deep down inside, he was like, wow, like, Mark fucks with me. Like, yeah, he, yeah. Know, he knows yeah. I got it, you know? Well, yeah, it's, it's weird because, like, my friends, when I would tell them, like, the deal me and Mark had, they'd be like, oh, you're crazy. Why would you give him? You know half the company yeah same with him probably he has friends like well yeah. why would you give jeff half the company we're like just an artist yeah know, like people just don't get it and like yeah it just worked Makes out sense. finding a good partner so and having a, a good dynamic you know everything is people the whole every business is just a bunch of people doing a bunch of things so yeah. it's really all about the people yeah so it is interesting so like for everyone let's say people listening my audience tends to be like 18 to 25 year olds and some of them starting e-commerce brands some of them trying to do some social media marketing with their products like what would you say like separated you guys from other brands when it comes to not only getting sales but just like the respect that you guys have i know that you're talking about with like the things you did with muhammad ali and like actually getting licensed mm -hmm. is like the legit way to do things mm -hmm. what do you think like separated you guys as like a dominant brand in the industry uh well i think one speed i think i understand attention better than a lot of of artists i think a lot of artists they just put out what they want to put out they think is yeah. cool but what I put out is what I think the masses are gonna like, and I'm, you know, really tapped with um, pop culture. And then it's mixed with his like, he's a savage, he's aggressive, like I'm passive. It's like mm -hmm. it just works yeah. perfectly out, and like in terms of biz dive and a um, speed is big. And yeah. speed. I think the other big thing is it's something that you have actually. It, it's two things. First off, the first thing is consistency. Like this is like people come to me with ideas and then they'd be doing it for three months. They're like, oh, it's not working. It's like, that's not how this goes. You got to <laughs> yeah, hit yeah. this shit every day. For sure. But I am most definitely relentless. Yep. And that's like 
why I fucked with you because you came at me and then you came at me again and then you came at me again yeah, yeah. and you know Casey that all it took you is to get in a room with me and then I would know that you're a real one that you know what's going on the same with me okay. get me in Maybe. the room just get me in the game and I'm gonna hit out the fucking ballpark mm-hmm. so that's really what it is and I think you know, I guess it goes back to kind of being self-aware. Me and Jeff yep. know our strengths, know our weaknesses. And I think for any 18 to 25-year-old, it's to identify what you're good at, what you're not good at, and what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Double, triple, quadruple down. I yep. suck at so much shit, man. Okay. Just double, triple, quadruple down. Be good. Be a master of one thing, and then you're always going to hold value. Got it. Getting in your own way is people's biggest weakness. Definitely. Just like getting in front of yourself, trying to do everything when you're not focused. Yeah, on you gotta skills just skills in a sense. Yeah, you gotta just like I am not organized. That's why I have a project manager. Yeah, <laughs> you know. For sure. So you gotta just know what you're good at and what you're not good at, and it's sure. it's really that simple. And then you almost can like I like down like I make fun of myself at the stuff that I suck at, but people know what I'm good at. Yeah, yeah. And then it becomes a very narrow focus. You go narrow and deep instead of wide and shallow. Focus on one thing. And kill it. That's what's up. So I've always had this question, um, just regarding the whole company itself. Like mm-hmm. iconic. Like I love the branding. I know that obviously, like the way that you guys have done things. That's why it's so successful. But where did the name iconic come from from the beginning? Well, okay. So in 2016, we were obviously trying to like brainstorm a company and like something we can just like put out there. And one thing I was noticed on Instagram is like three types of content people were consuming. It was like inspirational quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like photography. Yep. Um, and the third one, what was the third memes? One? Yeah, memes, mm-hmm. memes. So everyone would tag their friends in memes, and like yep. that was it. You get a laugh and move on. Yep. And everything, everything on Instagram is really like crudely made. If you notice, like they put like text on the top and like a low res image. So I was like, there's yeah. got to be a tangible way for people to consume this content that they're, that they're consuming on the internet. So I think that's where we started. Like. Um, our first piece that kind of hit it was like based off a meme yep. um, that I kind of made into a painting. So it was like basically taking the crudeness of social media and making it into a romantic art piece in like okay. three different buckets. Yep. So that's kind of where it kind of stemmed from. And then that's it's it. about the name is just going on GoDaddy and going on trademarkia.com and just typing in a shit ton of names. Really? We were just yeah. sitting, <laughs> sitting in Carlsbad like, iconic, let's spell that a different way. And okay. I don't remember what the other Yeah, and are. it's funny because like I think I think me and him have been thinking of names just for random companies for like almost the whole time me and him have been business partners. Yeah, so like okay. I went through the emails through like 2012, just like, oh, remember those names we created and that's for this company. Logos so like, on, we yeah. created like, we had like, I don't know, 100, 200 names and we just randomly picked the one yeah. that that's night badass. that wasn't even on any list. So, yeah. 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 Man, we, didn't, we didn't know that this was going to be this for yeah. sure. That's so bad. Maybe we would have planned planned it a little better but <laughs> yeah. it turned out all right so. So, so so what does like an average day look like for both you guys when it comes like operating at this scale now like what does the operation look like on a day-to-day basis for both of you so we live and work here so it's wild and like okay. i said this was the old office of another company and we kind of just got hit with the with the lease so and but we like it though so, yeah. so it worked out um, wake up Go to the gym, Jeff, Jeff literally walks out, I walk right here, we go to our computers, we set up our day, Austin and Jay come in, they're our main content guys. Yep. They're the guys that are in every day, everything else is outsourced, we set their table, they have people underneath them, they manage them, and then for me, predominantly biz dev, and then managing 
any and all the bullshit, accounting, yeah. legal, I mean, every single thing. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff, I mean, long story short, is just doing design stuff, yeah. I'd say. Eh, I do a lot more than that. <laughs> Basically, o- overseeing anything you see okay. that comes out on Iconic as well, which is a lot, you know, okay. video, branding, everything. Yep. And we're, one of our main um, marketing tools, you know, in essence, the whole entire thing is storytelling, but one of our main marketing tools is creating content on our web series, and it's, yep. it's these meetings. Yeah, like for sure. this, it's this, we repurpose it and we put it out. Like this yep. is marketing for us, is okay. telling our story. So yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, you know. I'd which say, is new, which is new. Yeah, I was gonna say like, when was that transition to like document day-to-day stuff? Cause when he came on Austin. Yeah. Okay. Down Austin. Uh, I think, yeah, we brought him to the Gary V uh, when we met with him. And at this point we went into the most insane meetings without any cameras, any marketing. Yeah. No one knew anything we were doing. Yeah. He came out and he's like, dude, you guys yeah. are insane. What you guys yeah. are doing? Like this is in real life. So like shit, we should probably like start Document documenting this. our journey on this yeah, yeah. crazy. I, I remember the first meeting I went to with Austin. We were at a hookah bar okay. with uh, people from uh, the XO camp, like Belly and, and those people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nah, the weekend. Yeah. And he recorded it, and after he was like, "What the fuck?" Like he didn't. He had never been in these type of meetings. Yeah. And then like when I saw that reaction from him, that he was like, "Oh my god, I didn't know this," and he was like learning from it. Mm-hmm. I was like. That's when, like, I, I could literally say that my I always have been very passionate about teaching and inspiring people. But when I saw yeah. that, then it just everything started compounding. Then just more meetings, more meetings, and then we we put stuff out, and then people would DM us and be like, "You're inspiring me. I'm mm-hmm. learning." And then it becomes like, for me, my addiction is the the, the inspiration part. Is like the DMs I get, the comments yeah. I get, the people that are like, "You changed my life." Like we had a kid fly from Cincinnati. Oh, shit. Into here to meet with us for an hour. Okay, like this exact right here. Yeah, That's what the, the hell is going on? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. this is like, like for us. Um, I think that I'm excited because I know that you guys, you know, just moved into that house and I saw yeah. you guys are creating a lot of content. I think it's gonna do wonders for you guys. You're gonna change people's lives and it's gonna change you guys and make you guys better people. So I advise everyone that's like passionate about like business and helping people. Like you would be so surprised. Like people want to hear this shit yeah that's the truth bro yeah appreciate sure. that by, by the way for, for sure, sure. So, it, that's interesting because i know like when it comes to content i know like for me like when when it comes to building my brand that's obviously how i've been able to get the things that i have today and like meet all you guys is like building my brand mm-hmm. when obviously for you like you have this huge brand you're putting out all these designs from a personal branding standpoint and this is something that i think um, I get a question. I get, the question I ask is coming from Gary when it comes to like his personal brand is so dominant. Therefore, like he's associated with his company. Yeah. What's your sort of intake on like how important is your personal brand correlated to the company itself, and how do you guys maneuver that and put time into that? Or obviously documenting the meetings, but like when it comes to the positioning of it, when yeah. did you guys notice like all right, we need to build our personal brands as much as we're building our actual yeah. brand? I, I mean, I think. This is like the main ideology that we, like, we have in our company, me and Jeff, since day one. There's only one thing that matters in here, above all, and that's the iconic logo. So that yeah. comes first, always. Totally. So it's like if we're doing something with someone, it's like don't tag us, uh, tag iconic. Everything is about iconic because ultimately we're not who we are unless that logo means yep. something. So that's what's I think is going to be you know live forever is that. So first and foremost, it's all about the logo and the brand. Yep. Um, the personal brand, it's just kind of. I mean, through doing the web series, it's just kind of, Jeff's a little different because he's, he's, yeah, he's mine's like a separate uh, 
It's almost just like a separate entity. Like yeah. we joke that my account is just, it's just good for biz dev. Uh, but no, my, um, my personal account is super different. Like I'm, I've been blessed with, uh, I don't know how long I've been ha- like had a following for it. Maybe two, a year or two now. Yeah, he's got I don't even know. 450,000. But yeah. the DMs uh, from kids is, that's the best part yeah. of the personal brand and what totally. keeps that going is like, like I've gotten suicide DMs, yeah. like, like you name it. But um, I just think know. it's authentic. Like, it's we're, like yeah, it's authentic. Sure. we're putting out all these like motivational pieces and inspiration, and like, I mean, dude, you've we've hung out a couple times now. Like, yeah. we're just like this is all we consume all that shit. Yeah. Like, we are that. So it's For kind sure. of you know when we started doing the web series, like I really, my personal brand has only like I mean it's not not big, but it's it's only started going since we started doing the web series, totally. and then it's just. It's like what I said before, it's one person, then two person, yeah. then four, and then it just starts yeah. going. Yeah, we're, for sure. we're actually just starting now, we just talked about this the other day, is trying to embed more of like um, our work ethic into Iconic's branding, because like okay. he made it plainly, like, no one knows how much I work. Yeah. yeah. No one really knows how much he works. Yeah. So now it's like our work ethic has now become what Iconic means. Yeah. Got it. Which is really important and like it, it went unsaid for, I mean, Forever. Yeah, no one knows. No Forever. one knows who yeah. we were. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Um, but yeah, we really live the stuff we're putting out. Like, we're kind sure. like, all this stuff. We're not just like, oh, yeah, let's just pretend like we're working as much as we do. So yeah. I think now that we figured out, like, wow, we're actually living what we're doing and, like, our actions are inspiring the artwork, now yeah. we're embedding that into Iconic's DNA. That's what's up. For anyone younger, I would definitely advise that if you're going to start a brand and you want to be forward facing you need to just make sure that you eat sleep and breathe the brand dna like you and your squad are all build your you guys are all about the business so it makes sense this is like a business podcast it makes sense but like i've been a part of companies like two companies ago i was the cmo of a company and cmo chief marketing officer Mm -hmm. for people that don't know um and we were you know i'm a new york guy i like basketball i like football i like rap music and yeah. we're we signed Ryan Sheckler and we're in Zoomies and yeah. I'm with a bunch of people that wear sandals I don't wear sandals I wear yeah. sandals. it's just yeah. so then you have the guy that's talking that, that's speaking the brand language <laughs> telling the story it doesn't correlate and it does not correlate yeah. so I think making sure that all those line up it becomes a point where you know we're not we're just living yeah Austin is just you know Austin and Jake they're just recording documentation that's it that's all it is so i think that you know i advise everyone to just you know do stuff that's that's true to you and and then if if you can align that with your brand i think that's when those two things collide that's yeah that's when you find the best life that's my opinion yeah that's what's up so um i have a couple more questions in regards to the like the strategic collaboration with gary v and the partnership in your guys's perspective how do you think that benefits the brand long term for the people listening how do i think um I mean, from an intelligence standpoint, I think that myself and my team will all inherit all their knowledge, which yep. I think intelligence and knowledge is huge. Yep. Um, I mean, we could just be straight. It's, you know, alignment with two monsters, 100%. monsters in the industry. And, you know, I mentioned before, getting introductions from them to people is, you know, a cold email versus an email from Gary yeah. to someone or Scooter to someone is two different situations. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, for us, it was, it was a life play. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make 100%. that move because 
you know, we're still in, you know, the first or second inning of this company of our life. You know, we're still young guys. Yeah. So how it impacts, you know, Iconic directly, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, but that's when you told me when we first met. It was like you want to connect with big hitters and give them, let's say if someone has an opportunity to work with someone like mm-hmm. that, it's like give them something, part of your company, because yeah. it's only a win. That's what you told me the last time we connected. Yeah, it's it's who you are who you surround yourself with. And it's, yep. you know, I want to – Every single time I leave the room with those guys, I learn something like yep. hugely impactful. Yeah. Yep. All I want to do is be in rooms where I leave and I'm smarter. I just want to get smarter and smarter and smarter. Yeah. And smarter. That's all I want to do. So with yep. these guys, it's and what I love about it, and they openly, I mean, we're we're bringing value to them as well. So yep. it's, it's a reciprocal, which is amazing. Totally. We also assign them knowing that we'd be okay to expect nothing from them. Big one right there. Yeah. That's big. Facts. Yeah. And we actually told that to them in the meeting. I think that's what also kind of was intriguing to them is like, we don't need you guys. We just love you guys. Yeah. And we want to, you know, build with you guys. Mm-hmm. So that I think up. that was just a really cool moment because you can tell once we said that, both of the, like their ears perked up yeah. and it, it kind of swayed the conversation a little yeah, bit. Yeah. A lot of people, when they do big partnerships, have unrealistic expectations. Like for us, where we're at in our life, I know for us how crazy our lives are. Mm-hmm. Like I know when I go back to my phone, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I can't even explain to you Scooter and Gary's situation. Yeah. I'm talking about, you know, I have 30-minute meetings. They have 15, 15, 15, 15, 15. Gary has two to three minutes his whole entire day of break. Yeah. <laughs> he does all of his Instagram posting. Did you know that? Every single one? It's all him. No yeah. shit. Crazy. I don't even know how that's even what? real. I swear to God. Crazy. So he just oh, told. Cranick just told us that, and we were on the. We were like, Gary, you need to talk. Everybody. Like That's the captions, like everything. All the, the next day, they did it. They actually <laughs> when they went garage sailing. Uh, D Rock. I saw that. Point, yeah. To say yeah. It. You have to have realistic expectations, and I think that you know it wasn't like the partnership happened. They signed a deal, and we were like, hey, now we're just gonna, you know, get whatever we want. It was yeah. no. It was the same, you know, strategy that we have with everyone in life. Yep. Give value. Like my communication with them is super efficient. I'm not asking them for stupid shit. Yeah. I'm providing value and when it's reasonable and makes sense, then we do it. Yeah. So just be reasonable. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. So I'm interested in knowing. So when everything I mean, everything's falling into place now, when it comes to the strategic collaborations you're doing with Muhammad Ali and the individual pieces like Brian Maza and all these yeah. different guys, what goes into like the thought process of like doing specific collaborations with individuals and how do you guys go and like I would say execute that friendships first and foremost um, we don't jump into anything until we have like a deep understanding of who they are as humans and they're just being good humans yep. so that's first and foremost um, DNA as far as business motivation inspiration is huge to us and then there's I mean we're just gonna he's gonna give away the whole I mean we're gonna, we're gonna give away it all um, but yeah I mean it, it, in, in the world that we live in you know uh, distribution is huge as well so yeah. that, that, that is very big for us and there's everybody has different you know type of stuff that they can bring to the table we don't look at everything as you know there's millions of different things that different people could bring mm-hmm. so uh, we're just looking for a situation where they can bring something different to the table but yeah. we definitely like you know, going into, you know, different and unique pockets and talking and speaking to unique uh, audiences. Yeah. So, like, if we were ever like, hey, we want to hit the 18 to 25-year-old entrepreneur, like, let's talk. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, that's that's what we do. And then from an execution standpoint, it's 
we set up all of our deals with kind of like the same framework and we start there and then you know we're probably I don't know probably like six or seven or eight collabs deep okay. it's after every single one you know we're starting to see hey this works this doesn't they like mm -hmm. this they don't like this and then it's I'd say we'll be like super streamlined by next year totally. yeah. so we'll have an infusion of their DNA and ours yeah, um, that's what's up. So it's like the crazy work ethic with with whatever they're you know yeah, yeah. at that moment. So for sure, so I have like two more questions. Like in regards to, I would say just everything before this, and when it comes to like your stories growing up, like you're talking, you want to walk in the room every time and get smarter. Yeah. Where were those philosophies like born from you? Like when you were in high school or let's say middle school like when did that sort of philosophy in your life sort of play a part and like where did you sort of like embed that into your life i mean i'll start quick i mean for me it was just gary I yeah mean, okay he could he could tell i i didn't give a shit about business um zero contribution in yeah. business until gary you said until gary yeah damn really i don't know what what it was like what <laughs> no shit yeah. zero i didn't damn. care about being smarter or the smartest person in the room any of that stuff until that guy started hearing that guy so okay. for me it was pretty late that's but, interesting yeah. it's crazy that's and now we have a room where like all of us every day are listening to all of that Yeah. yeah. so it's just everyone's on the same it's page a, yeah, it's a dick yeah. thing like literally if I don't learn something new now every day I'm like freaking out and like yeah. have anxiety and for stuff sure. so it's like completely different human the last two years that's wild yeah. what about you if, like, when it comes to like those philosophies like, obviously you have books everywhere around the place like when was that knowledge of like wanting to learn from more people? How long has that been like a philosophy for you? I think for me, everyone is driven by different things. And I, I haven't fully realized like who I am yet as a human. But I think the at every point and phase of my life, there was a time that I was underestimated. And at all of those times, there was like kind of like a turning point where like soccer, I was a big soccer player growing up. But I remember going into my senior year, there was like players to watch and I wasn't on the list. Okay. That pissed me the fuck off. I went psycho for, sure. for 90 days, trained, and then my team went the furthest I'd ever gone. I went all county. I got D1 scholarship yeah, offers yeah. for soccer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, you know, in my early 20s, going into my late 20s, I had always been, you know, the number two or the number three and under incentivized, underutilized, kind of yep. downplayed everything. But throughout that time, in my 20s, I was always doing one thing, and I was always reading. Like the first book that I read that really got me hooked, I would say it was probably uh, Kawasaki, The Art of the Start. Okay. And that was probably my early 20s. And then I was just always under-incentivized and underutilized, but I always was reading. And I knew that eventually there was going to be that turning point yep. where something was going to hit. And it hit with this. That's so dope. So, yeah. That's fucking badass. So, the last right. question to wrap it up. Just... Everything you guys done, I mean, I've respected so much. Is seeing from the strategic, from the marketing collaborations, like it's just so dope to see what you guys have created. So, like for everyone watching, this is obviously like the Build Your Empire podcast. Just when it comes to building an empire, building a company, what do you think are the three things that really separate people that build, scale, grow, and then actually have opportunities, and the people that let's say is like the pump and dump, where it's like they have something and it failed. Like, what do you think keeps the consistent brand message and the loyal culture within a company? I'll give you three. I got plenty, but I'll give you three. Yeah, I'll yeah. Uh, first is, let's say, passion. You have to be utterly obsessed, utterly passionate about what you're doing, or else you wouldn't be doing a podcast. I have three more meetings at what time is it right now? Eight o'clock, nine o'clock. <laughs> we, have, we have meetings after this. Yeah. Deeply passionate about it. Uh, second is team. Team is absolutely everything. Yep. 
business is just a bunch of people doing a bunch of things. Like and I think that. with team, you need to know how to, this is the big thing. Some people can acquire talent, but they don't know how to keep talent. Yep. I'm not gonna say that these guys are happy, but I'm pretty fucking sure that they're enjoying their life right now. They're smiling over here, they love their life, sure. keeping talent. So those two, and then last, work ethic. Yeah. Just be a fucking savage and just work like crazy. Those are my three. That's what's up. Hit them yeah. three. I mean, those yeah. are good three. I mean, I think why a lot of companies fail is from the lack of self-awareness. I think that's, if I look at a lot of people who, you know, plateaued or mm-hmm. just didn't make it, it's, it's always from lack of self-awareness. For sure. So I think that's just, that's like, the most common thing I know why companies don't succeed. Um, I mean, all the things why they do is what he said. Yeah. But um, that actually, all of my reasons fall under what he said. Yeah. yeah. Everything sure. actually comes back to that <laughs> self awareness. Like, if you know you're not good at, you know, finding talent, but you're good at keeping talent, then you need to go find someone yeah. that can go find talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah for sure. So I think it all. Being self aware about that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Well, that's just me coming from like any any like entrepreneur who. Um, know I've met and I'm I look back and see how they're doing it's just always that one thing they yeah they get in their own way for sure and we're really good at you know knowing what we're good at and yeah, what we're not good for at. Sure. super flexible that's what's up well that's I appreciate way. you guys coming on the podcast one last yeah, thing before we wrap you. it up where is the best place for to check out everything I'm gonna link everything in the description where's like the best place people can stay in touch with you and then obviously Iconic on Instagram, but where's the best place for you guys? Uh, Iconic, it's I-K-O-N-I-C-K, and then I'm Mark Brazil, Mark with a K, Brazil with a Z, and Mark at Iconic.com, Mark with a K, and then at Iconic. Shoot me an email. For sure, everything will be linked down below, so make sure you go check them out, and yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. Cole, he doesn't even even say it. He doesn't even speak It's all about Iconic, man. Talk about it. At Iconic. For sure. Appreciate you guys coming out, for sure. For sure. Thank you. Keep building your empire. Hey.